Hi, I'm Amanda Salvatore. And I'm Jackie Rayal Bell. And we're the two hosts of The Guilty Pleasure Podcast, the show where we celebrate and elaborate on our odd and embarrassing interests. Hey, Amanda, what's your guilty pleasure? I like dipping donuts in soup. Oh, really? No, but that's the kind of stuff we talk about. Check us out every week on the Nerdist School Network. Want to submit a guilty pleasure of your own? Email us at guiltypleasurepodcast at gmail.com. And remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. The Nerdist School Network. For class and show information, visit nerdistschool.com. I have so many thoughts. Me too. Um, one of them is Michelle Branch. <laughs> Goodbye to you. Yeah. I went to the Wikipedia of that song. So I was like, this was in every fucking show. I watched yeah. this a thousand times. And then I was like, it wasn't in nearly as many shows as I thought. Mm-mm. I was like, this was on go- <laughs> on Dawson's Creek. This was on everything. No, I think it was in this episode or yeah. in Tabula Rasa. It was in, I looked it up. It was in like the promos for the season seven of Buffy. Mm. Which is weird. Weird. Um, But like, it feels like the song that would be at the end of every single crying scene on the WB. I felt, I just feel like, was this just like the sad song of the early aughts? Is that what we're thinking? Because this song was pervasive, I felt like. I felt like it was everywhere. I feel like Once I Will Remember You, or is that what that song is called? The oh, I will remember you. Yeah. I feel like there was that song. And then came this song. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was everywhere, but maybe it was just everywhere IRL. And we also have not had, I feel like we have not been at the bronze with the band yes. for a while. And then we got a lot of the bronze with the band in yes. these three episodes. Well, and one of them, I mean, this wasn't Michelle Branch's breakout no. song. Like this was, she was already a famous person. So like Wait, she, is Michelle Branch, that one? Or is that We have to figure out who Vanessa Carlton is and who Michelle Branch is. I think that Michelle Branch is making my way downtown, walking fast, and so brown. Is that Michelle Branch? Or is that the other? I'm telling you, there's Vanessa Carlton and there's Michelle Branch. And one of them is smooth. Is it a Thousand Miles? What is this song? A Thousand Miles. That's her. Or that is the person that we're singing. Are we sure? It's called that. Oh, it's uh, Vanessa Carlton. Okay, that's whoa. They look so similar. They look so similar, and they came out at the exact same time. They have okay. a similar vibe. What are her other singles? Vanessa or Michelle. Michelle? Michelle has goodbye to you, but I think that was goodbye to, to you. Um, everything that I knew, you were the one I love. The one thing that I tried to hold on to. Why is none of her history? Yeah, on- she's gonna be in Anaheim House of Blues on the twenty third next okay. week. <laughs> she did. She definitely did the Game of Love. With Santana, that Santana song. Mm, I don't remember that song. The game of love. Remember? Remember? All right. I, I don't remember. I do not remember this song. Yeah, you do. <laughs> this is her and Santana? No, this is her big song. You'll recognize it when it gets to the chorus. Oh, it's going to take a second, but when we get to the chorus, <laughs> I promise, it's very similar to, oh my God, how long do we have to wait to the chorus? It's a while. Here and who you are. Yeah. You will recognize it, I swear. 
Okay, I do know that song. Yeah, you do know that song. <laughs> I did not believe you. I was like, I'm not going to know it. I'm I knew. You had that look in your face. Oh. Um, but yeah, that maybe that's why I feel like Goodbye to You is everywhere because Everywhere and Goodbye to You are the same song. Yeah, they're very They're similar. both like, but those were very, those were the Michelle Branch. And then Vanessa yeah. Carlton sang A Thousand Miles. Yeah. They look so similar. They though. look so similar. They came out like at the exact, the exact same, same time. time. Um, yeah. And then the, it's like the game of love. And it's like, it's a Santana song. I can play it, but do you think you'll do you remember when that Santana album came out? It was no. like smooth. I know smooth. Okay. It was it was same summer as smooth because it was the same album. Um, summer is smooth. That was a summer song. I feel like one summer it was that song. And the next summer it was uh boys uh the Backstreet Boys song where it was like, oh my brain. Can you name a Backstreet Boys song? Back it's, streets, back. All right. It was it's after. Like, it was after that. It was from, it was one of their big songs. And it was like, it wasn't like I want, it wasn't everybody. I want it that way. That one. Tell me why ain't nothing but a heartache. Tell me why ain't nothing but a mistake. As long as you love me. Everybody. Yeah. That's too early. That's 97. Yeah. I think it was, I think it was, I want it that way. Am I? Your fire, the one desire. When you say, I want it that way, tell me why ain't nothing but a heartache. Tell me why ain't nothing but a mistake. Tell me why I never want to hear you say, that I want it that way. I want it way. that way. Welcome to another episode of Hellmouth. I'm one of your co-hosts, Kelly Nugent. <laughs> I'm with the other co-host, Ryan Mogi. Um, and I guess half of our two-man band. Yeah. Maybe? Yeah. Okay. It's it's not quite acapella. It's H- more it just, not acapella. Well, because we're not really, I mean, it's not like acapella as we think of it as like, we're going to do the music parts with our voices. Oh, no. It is just singing without music. And no, like, attempt to, like, find tone. No. We're not, like, singing in the key of anything. You know when we're you're just- dancing by yourself? That's it, what our singing is. That's what our singing is. <laughs> but with a friend. That's exactly oh, what it is. It's perfect. It's Together Alone Time, which we both love. We love Together Alone Time. Um, we're doing a triple header this week. Oh my god, yeah we are. And this, this is, is crazy, y'all. Mm-hmm. What? I know. We are doing three major eps mm-hmm. in one sitting. Yeah. And we spent the whole cold open singing songs that were tangentially related. Yeah. We started with, we mentioned a song that was in one of the episodes <laughs> and then we were like, let's move on. <laughs> Um, um, so our three episodes today are Tabula Rasa, Smashed, and Wrecked. <laughs> the uppercut for the wrecked. Yeah, I mean, I mean uppercut for the wrecked. Oh, God. Okay, Y'all. so let's start with Tabula Rasa. This is like, fuck. Yeah. Dude, like these three episodes are so fucking heavy, but what's so weird about Tabula Rasa is that it is generally a silly episode yes. that is brought out by like one of the worst things that Willow has done yet. Yes, it's Willow doing a horrible thing, and also Buffy 
is in this really weird place with like the the truth about her time in heaven, mm-hmm. Giles' decision to leave, mm-hmm. her burgeoning relationship with Spike that she can't, doesn't really want to admit is what she wants. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of darker things happening. Totally. Um, but it's also very goofy. Yeah, it is crazy because like, and I think that was like kind of their. I don't know. I feel like we have very gimmicky episodes in a row. Yeah. Because when you think of season six and you think of the episodes that stand out, Tabula Rasa certainly is one of them mm-hmm. because it's like, oh, this is like a gimmicky episode that's kind of fun. Yeah. And it's, I always forget that it's directly after another episode that has like a thing. Right. So it, but then that beginning of it is so heavy with like, Tara breaks my fucking heart. Mm-hmm. When she's like, how could you do that to me after you know, like, A, how could you do that, period? Yeah. B, which I texted both you and Patrick mm-hmm. after um, we had recorded our episode about Once More Worth Feeling, where I was like, I totally forgot to mention that it is extra fucked up that Willow did this to Tara because yeah. Tara got her brain fucked up by Glory. Yes. So she has, like, a triggering effect with it, too. Mm-hmm. And Willow knows how horrible that was for Tara, of anybody. Yeah, Willow was the one who brought her out of it only yeah. to put her back in. And when Tara says, like, it's not up to you to decide what's better for us. We're supposed to be deciding mm-hmm. together. Like, that was so heartbreaking. Yeah. And the fact that, like, you can see Willow just trying to placate her because you know in her mind she's like, well, I'm just going to, like, I'm just going to fix it. Yeah. So you think that when she promised Tara, I won't, I could do it for a month, that she was lying the whole time? Or do you think she wanted that to be true? And then... I think in the moment that she said... I can do it without, for you know, without magic for a month. Mm-hmm. I think she, in that moment, was like, "I would do anything to keep her." Like, right. I, of course, I'll, I'll not do magic. And I think after the moment, she had some time to kind of simmer mm-hmm. on it and think about it, and was like, "Or, like that argument when they get in at the table with Xander and Anya there. Mm-hmm. That when, when Tara says like, "What is wrong with you? Yeah. Why do you keep doing this?" Mm-hmm. Because the fact that Willow proposes to do a memory spell on Buffy to make mm-hmm. her forget she was in heaven, like, that's, we already know that it was fucked up for her to do the memory spell on yeah. Tara. But, like, now that you're, like, openly admitting that you would do something like that mm-hmm. on your friend. Without your friend's consent. Exactly. that's the thing. Buffy's not at the table. No. Like, if Buffy was there, I mean, still, it would probably be a bad idea and you shouldn't do it. But, like, that's a different conversation than what you're doing. Well, you want to manipulate just, uh, your friend. Fucking spot. Uh, what the mind thing? Uh, bright mind, spotless eternity, Eternal sunshine. Yes, spotless mind. <laughs> then, it's, then you're doing that, right? right? Which, which is consensual, own... has its problems, but yeah, I love that movie. Yeah, um, but we have so much to talk about. No, we can. I could, we can't divert. We can't get away. I have so many things I want to say to you right now. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so many things I need to say to you right now. Number one, um, one Buffy wearing a white sweater combo. Two chunky white sweaters oh, on top of each other. One thick, thick, thick turtleneck. Thick turtleneck. With a huge chunky white cardigan over That it. poor girl was probably sweating her butt off because those lights are probably hot. Yes. She's wearing two fucking sweaters. I don't understand. We know they film in Southern California. It is hot. It is hot. I wonder if, I mean, I, I think it was a choice to make her, at least Buffy the character woke up that morning and was like, or that evening. Mm-hmm. And was like, I'm going to wear white because I'm a good guy. Not a yeah, guy. I'm a white hat. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I kissed Spike, but that's not a rep- representation of real me. Mm-hmm. I'm a good, I'm a goodie. And I think this is kind of like her 
I know she feels she's very confused because she came from heaven Mm -hmm. and she's like, and that's who I am. I'm the person that goes to heaven. Yeah. And she gets pulled out of it by her friends. And now she's back here and she's like, well, I guess I'm supposed to be the hero again. Mm -hmm. Her like sharp demarcation between good and bad, I think is what's causing her to lash out so much. Yeah. Because I think, and I think this is the same thing that we were kind of talking about with Pepper where we were like, well, if someone had been like guiding Willow through magic rather than being like magic is bad, bad, bad then she wouldn't have gone so far off the edge. Right. Um, and I feel like if Buffy were able to say like, hey, if I want to like fuck around with Spike, that's okay. Yeah. But her shame there, when she's yelling at him, and I know this is later in the yeah. episodes, when she's like, you're a thing, you're disgusting. It's oh. very heartbreaking because we know she's talking to herself. Yeah. And she know. yeah. Oh, poor Buffy. Poor Buffy. Okay. The shark guy? Yeah, that's what I was going to bring up. Because here's the thing. Yes, it's a gimmick episode. Yes, it's kind of, I mean, the the tale, the bookends of it are very sad, but the middle of it yeah. is, you know, kind of wacky. Yeah. Um, playing with identity and memory and all that stuff. The Lone Shark, I guess, fits into the milieu of, like, a wacky episode, but because he has no connection to the spell, it just feels like too, it feels like a coincidence. Mm. Like, oh, look, it's a Lone Shark with a shark head, mm. which, that is the lowest hanging fruit. It almost doesn't feel like Buffy. Also, if you're that shark guy, like... Have a little like pride in yourself and like maybe don't be a loan shark. Yeah, like, like any other job. Ev- don't be a card shark. Yeah, don't be anything where so don't be a pool shark. Don't be a pool shark. Don't, don't be, be any kind of shark. Yeah. Thing. Like you can just you could just be a shark. You could go in the water. And also, like, do you need water? You can work at SeaWorld. <laughs> okay, no, you can't work at SeaWorld. You could be a banker. <laughs> oh, that's close to loan shark. You okay. can you can be a teacher. Oh, you could totally be a you could be a tutor. <laughs> You could be an SAT tutor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> would really keep the kids in line. Yeah. Be really scary. But so he's got like muscle. He's got these like vampires. And it was so funny to me. I think we've all had that moment where when Buffy realizes like that like Spike is the kind of guy that like owes us loan shark kittens. And yeah. she like, you can see her being like, what did I do? Yeah. Like we've all like kind of either like started even a flirtation mm-hmm. to like full of blown slept with someone and been like, whoa, what yeah. the fuck am I doing with this person? Well, because you can like ignore certain things to a certain at a point, but then when it's in your face and it's, you're like, oh, like <laughs> literally you bet kittens. Yeah. And this shark person. Some people come after you to get their kittens. And and you are tr- like, you're scared of them. You're scared. You run away. I try to protect you or to fight, try to fight with you. And you literally ran away. And you literally like, Ooh, 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 ooh. If that was a reason not to hook up with him, I'd be like, yeah, valid. Yeah. He ran away. He ran away. And like, they're not that scary. Like, you, they're no. just vampires. Just kill them. Like, you've faced worse things. Yeah. He's just, yeah. So I can see her like wheels turning where she's like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh my God. When Lone Shark says, time is what turns kittens into cats. <laughs> I was like, this is, I was like, again, this is so cartoony for this show, but also, I like that. No, I liked it too. And I also <laughs> liked when he was like watching them fight later in the episode and he was chomping his dick. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, he's getting all riled up. Yeah. And then in the end, he's just like, all right, you're right. Uh, just make sure you pay me back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. He's like, I know you're good for it. Uh, <laughs> he was so toothless. <laughs> uh, uh, so Willow's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I can go without it. And when she fucking is like, oh, I'm still getting ready. I can't go with you guys. I'll meet you at the magic shop. And then just magics herself ready Mm -hmm. and gets out 
those fucking flowers again. Yeah, those forget-me-nots. And then leaves. A whole bundle of them. Very right next close to the fire. fire. <laughs> right next to that fire. Because, like, what does she think when she comes home? Does she just assume she's going to be the first one home? Why doesn't she put it away? She's just being... She's just being... She's mentally impaired by her addiction. She's not having any foresight. Right. So she's just like, whatever, I'll just do this and it'll fix it. Because, yeah, that is so tempting, right? Like, mm-hmm. that you could just basically light a little flower on fire yeah. and then your problems go away. Right. But you don't... She's not realizing her like that she's not treating willow like a person and i think with addiction you can lose sight of the fact that the people you're affecting are people they're not just like things that come in and out of your life yes i think it's also like the premise and that's what they say with like when people have why people have to like decide they want help you can't just like send someone exactly it's like she doesn't believe in the premise that magic is bad for her no she doesn't so like she rejects that so like it She's never going to want to change as long as she believes that there's nothing wrong with her use of magic. Yeah. And it is tricky, too, because like like Tara says, when she's like, that's not what magic is for. Like, you can use magic in a safe way mm-hmm. if you're responsible. And I think, yeah, like because no one's really been there. She hasn't had like a mentor to help yeah. her through it. So she... Just see, like, all she's experienced is people telling her, you shouldn't do that. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't do that. So then she's like, why? I don't see any problems with it. Right. Or her, like, feeling like she succeeded and rather than people validating what she did, being like, okay, yeah, you did okay. But, like, like, you were messing with some stuff that you can't really handle. Well, and, like, we can kind of see that her friends aren't dealing with this in a good way. Like, Mm -hmm. they, Xander and Anya and Buffy... And I think this is a later episode, mm-hmm. but when they're sitting at the table and they're talking about her, because, oh, because she, this is after Tabula Rasa. Yeah. And um, when she's like using the computer, but magically, and they're all really uncomfortable, but they don't mm-hmm. say anything, like really, like they're not like, we, except for Anya, who's like. Yeah, you're freaking us out. Yeah. She's like, everyone knows that Tara left you because of this. Every, I loved that she said that. Yeah. Um. But, like, even when they're alone talking with Buffy and Buffy Mm -hmm. is, like, projecting her own shit onto onto Willow Mm -hmm. and it makes her not want to punish Willow because then that means she needs to be punished. Yeah. So it's, like, they're not dealing with it in a healthy way and there's no communication and everybody's just disapproving of of everybody. Right. I mean, Willow tries to bear her heart to Buffy. In the third episode. Yeah. Yes. Whereas Buffy completely, like, does her usual... Mm-hmm. I'm going to handle this all by myself and a bunch of garlic, mm-hmm. which is very Buffy of her. Yep. That was so Buffy. Was so Buffy. So much garlic. So much. Her room probably reeks. Probably smells so bad. <laughs> um, like blocks away. People are upset mm-hmm. about it. Okay. But let's get, we should talk about the fun stuff of Tabula Rasa. Yes. Um, everyone loses their mind, loses their memories at the same time while hanging at the magic shop. Mm-hmm. Then they wake up. For some reason, Anya falls into Giles' arms. Because they happen to be sitting next to each other. But so like, she falls back still, and he she's falls just forward. Like, yeah. Like, all I, right. Okay, so we were talking about this a little bit. And we are recording this out of order. So if okay. this is the case, I apologize. But w- when we did our Tall Dark and Broody episode uh-huh. um, about how much, like, slash fic probably spawned out of this. Yes. You know people were like, I never thought of that before. I hadn't. I hadn't. I love it. I love it. It's I kind of want them to be together. I, I mean, they, can we we could make them endgame in our minds. Yeah. Because, like, I don't know. Like, they seemed so sweet 
together at the end when he was like, I'm sorry. I think he would have to loosen up. Mm -hmm. And I think she would have to be more. Like, they would have to grow to have a functional long-term relationship. Yeah. But they could. But honestly, like, I look at Xander and then I look at Giles and I'm like, Giles is a man. (laughs) It's fact. It's fact. Giles is a man. And Xander is a sweet Mm -hmm. boy. I will say that um, Nicholas Brendan is hilarious in this episode when he's screaming mm-hmm. and like running away from the door. He is so funny. Like he's yeah. such a funny like Even active when he's, actor. Like, flirting with Willow when he first sees yes. him, he's like, "Oh my hey. god, so funny!" And it's also so deeply embarrassing because you're like, "Oh, oh, dude, baby Zand." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <He's> Alex. Like- <laughs> Loved that. I love his thing too of like either we're dating or you're dating my brother. Oh, I also and we also see just like the depth of his like lack of self-confidence when he first assumes maybe I have a brother and you're dating my brother. That is so sad. That is really sad. So sad. That that's your first thought, and then you're like, oh, or me, I guess. Um, and Zan uh, and Dawn and Buffy, like, their Mm -hmm. dynamic and then them figuring out, like, oh, we must be sisters. Yes. When they're just like, ugh. (laughs) Um, I know I pick on Michelle Trachtenberg, but I just don't, I don't, I don't need to see her scared. We go back and forth with how old she is too much. Yeah. I think even in these episodes. And so sometimes, like, there's a scene, I think it's in Wrecked, where she says, I'm just a kid. And I was like, you're a kid? You were about to have sex with a football player two episodes ago. Yeah. Now, that's okay. Like, but you're not a kid. Like. Yeah. Or at least you don't see yourself as a kid. Mm-hmm. You see yourself as a teen or whatever. I don't know. You could say I'm only 15, but like a kid. Yeah. You, when would you ever call yourself a kid? It does. The show really needs to decide how old she is. I did. That being said, even though I was like not buying her like, don't hurt me thing, which I was like, you're not a baby. <laughs> um, I did. I did feel fucking bad for Dawn throughout all these episodes because it's like, man, Everything is falling apart around you. And I know we just said she's not a kid, but she is just 15. Oh, yeah. From everyone else's perspective, she's a kid. And they're all, everybody, literally everybody is fucked up around her. And no one is going to take care of her. And when, uh, and I know this is jumping around, but when Tara is moving out and Tara tries to hug her and she is so mad. Because it's like her, like witch moms are splitting up and she like really looked up to them. Well, and separate from that, and I, this maybe happens in real life, but I feel like it probably, I don't know if how often it happens in real life with divorce, but like she's being left with the messed up one. Yeah. The functional, steady mm-hmm. one you could trust is the one leaving. Yeah. So she's being left with her sister who's like banana pants. She's doing her own banana pants yeah. shit. And then her witch mom who is developing an addiction. <laughs> she's left who with Who is like addict, in the throes. Who's in the throes of ad- addiction and is getting, we don't even know, it gets, it Goes up to 11. Yeah. <laughs> y'all, 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 y'all. You we think got- this is bad? You think this is bad? So, like, Just and I understand why Tara doesn't get the house, but also, yeah, Tara is leaving Dawn be- with the fucked up one. Yeah. And it's like, oh, Dawn. Yeah. And Giles is leaving the country. And Giles is leaving. So it's like all of like the stable adult figures are mm-hmm. leaving. And also that, that scene between, at the very beginning of Tabula Rasa, between Buffy and Giles was heartbreaking when he's like, you will always turn to me for help Mm -hmm. and I will always step in because I can't bear to see you suffer. And she's like, I don't want to suffer. I know. She's like, please just. And also that thing, too, where she's like, why now? Yeah. Which, like, I get why she's saying that because it's like, maybe I always. 
I tend to always like really feel for the character mm-hmm. who is like going through a lot and it seems like everybody's like not understanding what they're going mm-hmm. through because you can't understand what they're going through and it's just like, well, she's just like you're just you need to figure this out for yourself. Yeah. Um probably because like I relate to yeah. that sometimes because I tend to like bottle up stress or whatever. Mm-hmm. And also it like kind of harkens I have like dreams a lot mm-hmm. where like I'll finally call someone out on something yeah. and everyone's like, Kelly, you're being crazy. <sighs> it's pretty bad. And I'll wake That's up crying. Nice. <laughs> oh no, oh no. And it's usually like I'm standing up to like a cousin who bullied yeah, me forever. Sure. It's like the people that I would never like, and everyone's like, Kelly, um, you're being really crazy right now. Oh, that's a horrible feeling. No. I'm and sorry. It's like in my dreams, it's like, whatever, I'm controlling it, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's really your fault, so. <laughs> um, yeah, but it it is easy to identify with Buffy in those scenes mm-hmm. because she is, she's going through this thing. Luckily, we had a whole ballad last mm-hmm. episode where Giles laid out his position. Yeah, we know. We know where he's coming from and maybe he is being less than the perfect, you know, dad or watcher. But that, yeah, I think this is where he is. Like, but, he's not going to be happy. He's not going to feel good about their relationship as long as it stays the way it is. And I like that he's not like, this isn't, he's not like, this is forever. I'm never going to see you again. But, and I, and I also understand his POV. Like, I'm mm-hmm. like, I get it. Like, you know that you can't let this person grow. Yeah. Because like, I would feel the sa- same way. I mean, we've mm-hmm. talked about that. Yeah. Like, not being able to let someone kind of Fail. fuck up yeah. and like find their own footing and always be like well I can just help you yeah and being like okay I need to just like step away so that you can find this and it's going to be a hard road but like I can't always be I, I yeah. can't love you like I love you and s- always be like this with you forever because yeah. I one of those things is going to buckle and I'd yeah. rather it be me being with you yeah. me being there for you like this I think that's totally true I also though from like a, a story perspective I do wish he had somewhere he was going. Where is he going? Because, like, I care about Giles. Like, Giles, are you just going to go to London? Just going to go hang out? I think like, he needs to be like, I'm sorry, Xander, but... Um, I'm taking Anya. I'm taking Anya, and uh, we're going to have our magic shop, and we're going to work things out, and it'll be a fun, exciting romp. I need to. I think I need to read some slash fic and get it out of my yeah. system. Because oh maybe I won't like it as much. Now I'm picturing them as, like, it's almost like an Indiana Jones thing. Like, they're for the magic shop. They're, like, yes. going. It's It's AU, but it's not, like human au okay so okay. it's it's set in the world of buffy but like for whatever oh for whatever reason say anya dumps xander okay sure, then, sure. okay let's get rid of xander or okay, he dies sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, don't yeah. care uh but they find out about these artifacts mm. that are in morocco yeah. so the two of them go traipsing across the world to find artifacts and mm. send them back to the magic shop mm. and so it's a little like he it's a little indiana jones yeah i'd, I'd be into right that. they would have good adventures oh my god Ugh. Um, and she's always like bargaining with the money. Yes. And he's like, just, we need it. And she's like, don't let them know we need it. Yeah. Yeah. How cheap can we get it? Yeah, exactly. Um, I did like, oh God. And we talked about the Terran Willow fight, but one of the things I wanted to mention is how it's shot. Yeah. It's shot in these really like tight close-ups. And like from the side. Yes. And so you feel just like you, there's no relief from it. You're just like trapped in this fight with them. Mm -hmm. That is only going one direction. Mm-hmm. towards pain yeah and basically tara says like i don't think this can work and that and that also like i think we get a glimpse of willow's hubris which we've kind of always known is a personality mm-hmm. flaw of hers and not necessarily part of i think it is fed by her addiction but she's always just been like 
well, if I just do the right thing, then it'll be fixed. Yeah. Um, and she can be a little bit selfish. Mm-hmm. And I think in like anything for the goal yes. sort of thing. And so when she's like, well, I'll go a, a, a month without magic. And you see her being like, I fixed it. Like yeah. you can see it in her face. And then when Tara says, go a week. And she's like, great. And she's like, go a week and then we'll see. Yeah. And then you can see Willow's face be like, it didn't work. Yep. I mean, because really Tara's breaking up with her. Yeah. Tara's saying, I'm sorry, it's not going to work. And then Willow, with her behavior, takes that like, I want to break up and makes it like, oh, you betrayed me in this even bigger, deeper way. Yeah. Which Willow didn't know. But like that conversation that Tara's having with you is her breaking up with you. Mm-hmm. When she says it's not going to work or I'm not sure it's going to work. She's saying it's not working. I'm. Yeah. We got to end it. Yeah. And then so Willow destroys it. Smashes it into smithereens. Yeah. So everybody's lost their memories. <laughs> oh my They're, god! And the Mike is wearing for like it's so it's such a thin premise. He is running away from the loan shark, so yeah. he puts on a little three piece suit, <laughs> his little brown pinstripe three piece uh-huh, suit that has that belonged to a man named Randy. Yeah, and because they're British, he and Giles figure out that they're father and son, mm-hmm. which is cute. Which I thought that was cute, and because Giles sees him and he's like. Uh, I get a like vague feeling of familiarity and disappointment. <laughs> so he's like, you must be my son. <laughs> and uh, I did love also that like Spike was like, you named me Randy. No wonder I hate you. Randy and then Giles. Randy Giles. And then also like, you know, with this young uh, fiance. Yes. Uh, Anya. And um, so everyone like the people. So Buffy and Dawn realize they're sisters. Xander and Willow think they're maybe dating. Yes. But honestly, it is so funny how no chemistry exists between them None. at this point. It is so... I mean, he finds her attractive. Sure. But there's not, like, seeing them, like, they're they awkward and weird yeah. and not. And well, then, how about when he tries to give her his arm and she tries to give him her arm at the same time? Yeah, and they're both like... Uh, e- oh, 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 okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's an old-timey dance. Yeah. Like, what are you I was doing? like, what are you guys doing? Just what? Like, what? <laughs> Um, and of course Tara and Willow as soon as they become close they keep landing on top of each other they keep landing on top of each other they keep like accidentally touching shoulders they keep like like being like oh my god this chemistry is undeniable which I think yes there there exists the potential for a great relationship and I think they had the beginnings of one at the beginning things didn't go the way they could to realize that potential like um I think Anya needed to realize more that she's desirable and that she's like she's worth loving because yeah. she totally is. And Willow needs to learn how to fucking treat people. <laughs> I think that's true. I think she also has to get over her magic addiction. That's a huge thing. I think also like because we have kind of seen I think even at the beginning we were commenting that like she doesn't treat Willow or Tara the best at right. the beginning. Um, well, she like hides her. Are we talking way yeah, back in the beginning? Yeah, where like, she hides she her. Hides her she was dealing with her th- stuff, though. Yeah, she was dealing with her stuff. I think in the beginning of the fifth season, they had a very functional relationship. I think yeah. the stress of, I mean, I think Willow's getting deeper into magic. I think the stress of the glory situation. Mm-hmm. I think losing Buffy. I feel like bringing Buffy back was the like the big breaking point for them. I think their relationship was like. <laughs> on its way to being really strong uh-huh. in the moments between Willow getting Tara's mind back and Buffy's death. So it was like two hours. <laughs> it 
there were two hours of like glorious. Yeah. Though it was those two hours that Willow started getting in people's minds and telling them what to do. That's true. Which but I, I was that power. I know, but I think that power of like being able to get in people's brains and control them in any way is like a very dangerous. That's like a big hit of dopamine, right? Like it has to be. I feel like that's like shooting up for the first yeah. time. Yeah. Also, like yeah, like that type of thing too like I feel like you should always like knock knock like the psychic version of knock before you mm-hmm. go in someone's mind because it is so vi- violative violating mm-hmm. um, and especially like we'll get to it but there's a lot of stuff that happens later that I'm like girl there's some bad news here okay let's keep going so we can't keep going until <laughs> I tell you how delightful it was watched it was to watch Giles sword fighting a skeleton. I loved that. It was so, like, I was like, let's put that in the opening credits forever. Yes, I loved it that. It was so cute. I'm into Anya and Giles. I am too. She keeps <laughs> making bunnies. So I did love her, like where she's like, this is the book for us. I know. It's my intuition. And then just opens the book to a random page in the middle and starts reading aloud bunnies, bunnies which is so perfect. And they're everywhere. <laughs> and it keeps creating more. And it gets worse and worse. <laughs> and I loved their fight where he's like, darling, I think it's just the wrong book. <laughs> I know. He's trying to be so nice. Um, but and he th- does discover his one-way ticket yes. to England. And then he pocket. throws it in her face. Yeah. That's pretty rude. He's like, no wonder I'm leaving you. And she's like, <laughs> of all the nerve, throws her ring out there. And she says, that thing out there is going to eat my ring. <laughs> They were so cute. I they loved were really them. cute. I like I said, I'd read that yeah. Indiana Jones slash the mummy kind of guy. Kind of the mummy. Um we also so half the crew, so we have Buffy and Spike are out fighting vampires because Buffy has realized she's a superhero. Mm-hmm. Then she finds out Spike is a vampire. Mm-hmm. She's not that into it, but she straddles him and mm-hmm. tells him to feel his face. Mm-hmm. I know. I was like, girl. So we already know that innate in you is some kind of attraction to what uh-huh. he's got going on. Yep. They fight together. They fight together. They kill some vamps. Mm-hmm. Then the bla- the crystal goes gets smashed. Well, so the thing that I also uh this is just a small thing but it's right before it happens. So when when uh uh Spike realizes he's a vampire and that she's like a vampire killer, he's like, "But I don't feel like I want to kill you. Why is that?" And then he's like, oh, maybe I'm like a, yes. he's like, maybe I'm a, a champion. I'm like a, a vampire noble. with a soul yeah. um, helping the helpless, which is such a funny, like they they know that like the premise of Angel is so hackneyed, um, but like the, just cause like, it, <laughs> no, they're mocking it, it hard. Yeah. And they're like, and she's like, that's lame. And he's like, well, it could be, um, but he's also like, you know, like the trust that must exist between us, which like is true. It's true. It yeah. is true. Like, she always goes to him for shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, it does take, like, a outside eye, I guess, to see that for, for both of them. But yes. it doesn't last. No, because the crystal gets smashed. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone's kind of shook. Yes. And Dawn doesn't know what's happening. Dawn has no idea what's happening. Dawn has no idea. Tara is, like, almost immediately is like, I think I know what's happening. Mm-hmm. And Willow is like, look at my shame face. I know what's happening. Well, I was like, oopsie daisy. I know what's happening. <laughs> Xander maybe knows what's happening. And then he laughs. Yeah. Because he remembers watching King Ralph. Yeah. Which I think was funny. Because <laughs> I could see that. Like if you, you were getting your memories back and then you got a yeah. memory yeah. of something, you'd be like. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. 
And Buffy is like, I don't like you, Spike. Yeah. And they all go to the bronze. Mm-hmm. And then goodbye to you, Blaze. And then it gets really quiet. Well, first, she's sitting alone. Oh, she's so alone. Yeah, she's so sad. And then the music is like, like it does that break. And then like, goodbye. Or what is it? And then pan yeah. around the corner, Mackin. Mackin. Mackin with Spike, which it was always going to go there. It was. We knew we knew she was going to go back to she it. She wasn't done. And it's not the reasons that Spike cites, which are like, you got to taste the darkness and you just want a piece of me. It's like, it's a no. Like, yeah. she wants to feel something and knows you'll never turn her away. Yep. And I think also, like, even at the beginning when he's like, we kissed Buffy. Like, that's another thing with Buffy, which we have noticed with her, mm-hmm. is that she tends to forget that people around her are fully formed people. And that even though, yes, Spike is evil, he still has feelings. And so, like, every time she goes to him, to her, it's mm-hmm. like, I'm just taking I'm taking a dip in this yeah. thing. And to him, this is the thing he's wanted the most ever. Yep. And every time it's like, this is the thing he's always wanted. Mm-hmm. And he'll take it knowing that it's just a thing for her. Yeah. Well, there's a cruelty, too. Totally. Because she knows he loves her. He's said it a thousand times. He's said it a thousand times. He's proved it a thousand times. Yeah. She depends on it when something's wrong, when she needs something for Dawn, when she needs help. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's also this, it, she's using him. To- she's absolutely using him. And now she's using him in a new way. Mm-hmm. Time to smash. Time to smash, man. Oh, Jesus. All right. Th- I have so, so many thoughts. Okay, starting with, thank you, writers, for giving us a Jessica Fletcher reference. Yes. I was very happy to see it. Yeah. I don't understand the Brett. Do you think, okay, spoiler alert, in the next in the next few episodes, Buffy does get a haircut. She does. So I was wondering, because she's wearing pigtails throughout these next two eps. Mm-hmm. And this, in the first scene, she has pigtails and a weird barrette in the middle of the back. Yeah. I wonder if her hair was already short. I think her hair was already short. And um, they were braiding in, because those braids looked fake as fuck. They look so fake. They look like Molly, my American Girl doll. Yes. Her braids. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not they really. Did. It looked like doll yeah. hair. Uh, okay. Because that barrette otherwise makes no... Because I've had hair long enough to do two braids. Mm-hmm. And you just do the two braids. Yeah. There's... The middle back of your head is not a place where <coughs> you need a barrette. Maybe in the front if you have bangs. Mm-hmm. Literally, that's it. Yeah. You it wouldn't. It. it wouldn't be... Because if it's that short, it'll be pulled into the braids on the sides. Yes. It doesn't make sense. Anyway, so we... I think it is I think extensions. Okay. That and, makes more sense. And also her hair from the back in the scene looks fake as fuck yeah i thought it was a body double yeah it looked really maybe it was but it, when she walks away uh-huh it looked so bad yeah it looked horrible it's like oh i was like her hair is not healthy <laughs> like something's wrong girl with her. get some moroccan hair oil or something. <laughs> do a hair mask <laughs> um yeah i know it looked fake um but either way mm-hmm. she starts the day with she's she's with spike again yeah uh, patrolling, doing her thing. Mm-hmm. And um, unwilling to admit that there's something going on. That girl is... And she's like, we just kissed once. And all of us, everyone in the whole world is like, no. You uh, kissed incorrect. Twice. twice. And, and one was... Ex- both were extended max. Yeah, like that's not just a kiss. Mm-mm. That's two makeouts. And I'm sure... Girl, I know you were getting like at least second base. Like you were not just kissing your mouths and put your <laughs> arms behind you. We okay, saw what happened. Maybe on once at the... Once more with feeling she might have just because that was so like movie musical kiss. Well, they remember when kept, he said that with what with the rising music and the rising 
music. Okay, things can rise without you going past bases. That's true. She could he. Their you know, hips could have been out, and then he could have just had like a boner. Yeah, I feel like in the wind. I think she's. I think he's <laughs> popping steak every day. He sees her. I don't think he's just walking around with a boner. That's every why he has that coat, <laughs> so he can put it. He can button it if he has to. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, if he wasn't a member, I'd be like, he's dizzy all day. But he's no, he, he doesn't, need, doesn't it. need it. It's just magic makes his wiener go up. <laughs> so um so yeah so she's being in she's in denial land, yeah which i get she's having trouble there's a cognitive dissonance sure um she's a horrible barrette she <laughs> barrette she keeps like acting like nothing happened and this is just another extension of like just how fucking cruel she's being to spike because yeah. he like desperately wants it to have meaning and here's the thing i think we see Spike's love change mm-hmm. here because I think before it was unconditional. Yes. He he was free to love her even – he loved her no matter what. Right. She didn't love him back. She didn't even show him any kind of kindness like ever mm-hmm. um, except for the one time where she kissed him thank you for protecting Dawn. Yes. And he – like so that was her saying like I know you love me. Right. She's given him, she's thrown him no bones, but he has loved him or has loved her no matter what. Right. And now that he's gotten a taste, he's like, I want to like, he says the most manipulative shit to her and is pretty mean to her to get her to feel alone so that she'll turn to him. Yes. Once he's gotten a taste, he's not unconditional. I think it's, it's also, it's like she goes from being this like ideal to him, mm-hmm. this like untouchable goddess mm-hmm. that he's going to serve it, serve for to a person that he mm-hmm. wants to be in a relationship. And once he's a once she's a person, he yeah, he wants to manipulate her. He wants to there's something much more like and I mean that's they, they fucking like beat each other up. Yeah. Like that's how like their relationship becomes so much more like I don't want to say carnal cuz that's not the word, but like it becomes so much more like human or like yeah, like visceral. Visceral. Than it was yeah. when she was just like this untouchable, beautiful, amazing thing that would never sully her hands with him. That's a much different thing. And now she's like accessible. Yeah. So he does what he does. Yeah. Well, because he's evil. <laughs> he's evil and he's only had messed up relationships. He's yeah. Ne- he's not. It's not like he knows how to be a good boyfriend. No, he's only ever been in like unhealthy relationships. Yep. Um. Also, like. They both are unhealthy in that they both want the other to just be theirs under their terms. Mm -hmm. So he wants her just to, like, he loves her in a way that he just wants her to be his. If that means she feels isolated and alone from her friends and is generally unhappy, but is his, he's happy. Yep. And she just wants him to be available at the snap of a finger whenever she's feeling. Because he even, like, when he says, like, so what? I'm just, like, here for you to, like, when you feel bad, you come to me? And she's just kind of like, yeah. Yeah, and she's been saying that to him yeah. for a while. So, like, they both are not approaching this in a healthy way or right. in a respectful way for the other person. They do not respect each other. No. He is loyal to her. Sure. But I, not in yeah. a healthy way. No. There's also, because then we also, I mean, oh, God, there's so much effed up stuff in these episodes because we have Warren and his crew. Oh, yeah. The boys. The boys. The three boys. The boys stealing a diamond, mm-hmm. freezing a man. Mm-hmm. And there's no evidence that they've ever frozen someone before. So possibly didn't know that that man would survive. Well, I, yeah, we, it was, for me, it was kind of clear that like Warren was just like 
giving them lip service, the mm-hmm. other two boys. And like, I mean, all throughout this, we've seen that Warren is at best mean-spirited, at worst a psychopath. Yep. Because he, just like how mean he is to Andrew. Like Andrew wants to do it his way, then fine. Yeah. Like let him like come down from the ceiling. But when he spins him like that and like, he just seems like a bully. He's like a bully. He, he's not, he's a bad boy. But not. Not like, a sexy bad boy, but like just a bad space person. boy. Yeah. He's. And even the Boba Fett thing, I don't know, guys. Yeah. It's just, I'm not having fun with the nerds. Andrew's my favorite one. Yeah. And Jonathan's okay. Yeah, I like Jonathan. But like, yeah, I'm I'm not enjoying them right now. No. They're not in the iteration they are right now. They're not compelling to me. I'm not interested or really worried about any of them. I feel slightly protective of Jonathan and Andrew whenever Mm -hmm. Warren's being mean. (laughs) Uh, But usually I'm like... And the fact, too, that, like, Buffy, they're so not a threat that Buffy doesn't even know they exist. Right. And the things that they've been doing have been described by Anya as lame. Yep. Which is true. It true. is lame what they're doing. Um, though I did, it did give us the opportunity to see Buffy trying to see what was happening at the museum. So she's behind all those tall people and she has to jump. Yeah. She's like, oh, very cute. <laughs> that was really yeah, cute. Very cute. Um, not enough to keep the nerds around, but no. cute. <laughs> um, Willow and the laptop we talked about and everybody being happy and excited and she pulled it out. Their relief was palpable. Yep. I was like, oh my God, you guys, uh, cool it a little. (laughs) (laughs) Like, calm down. Hey, guess, you know what's really easy, apparently? Mm. Fixing Amy. Yeah. How is Amy not pissed when she sees how good of a witch that Willow is? Yeah. How does she not turn to Willow and go, hey, Willow, you're this good at magic and you left me a rat for three years. Yeah. Two and a half years. And you didn't even think to try and get me out. And like, I know like anyone with any kind of sense and seeing that Willow just broke or just got broken up with and now she brings you back to hang out with. It's like, you're. she's not treating you like a person. No. Like she just wanted another magical friend to play with and to forget about yeah. Tara. It's so messed up. Is this the episode where they're in the bronze and they're making things change? Yeah, let's talk about it. I could have done without that. All of it? Just the cha- like changing the things. Like I was like, this is lame. Um, I I think I liked the idea because it's a step further, right? So we have the forgetting of your friends and sure. then the manipulation of strangers in the bar to make them want to dance with you. That was like I felt like, like that was a good escalation of how messed up. Oh no, yeah, I I. From a, like, storytelling standpoint, mm-hmm. I was fine with it. I just was like, God, dude. Like, when they, like, put, like, cows or, like, yeah, they put the sheep, sheep in there. And I mean, then, I'm always happy to see sheep. I w- yeah, I knew you were probably happy. <laughs> and then making that, like, person float around like an angel. I was like, I mean, that like- was, like, mean. Because, like, that person. Okay. Yeah. Also, I felt like the lesbian girl that they had mm-hmm. was way too good looking for the show. They yeah, brought in, like, she- a super duper super. Like, it's not. Yeah. If they had, like, made her appear, I'd be like, okay. Amy conjured like a supermodel. Mm-hmm. But like you're just saying this woman is just at the bronze? Yeah. Nobody in the bronze is that attractive. No. And like it like it that so is weird. the type of person that would be the like robot girlfriend. Yes. Like she was like a supermodel. She was like a supermodel, which that's cool. Like like sure, anywhere, sure. But like the bronze? The bronze, like Sunnydale. This person may be better looking than Sarah Michelle Geller. She was like stunning. She was stunning. And she was just looked like a model. She didn't look like a 
a person. It was just weird. Yeah. I mean, I was ha- – and it was, you know, of course, uh, Willow's not ready, which – yeah, it's been like 12 hours. And also like, okay, so for me, I was like, this was where I was like, Amy ain't like hot shit either because she literally made this girl come over and be interested in Willow. That is like rape. That's like, yeah, like that's like, no, if people, it was totally bad. if rapists could put like roofies that made you want the person instead of just like passed out, they yeah. would use them. Of course they would. So like, this was like, I I was like, I cannot believe, like, I know already that it is really fucked up because basically what Willow did to her, to Tara was rape of the mind. And so that was like already so fucked up. And then it's like just seeing now, not only is it like erasing a thing, but it's like make compelling a person to do something, which is just like, I was so like, I was like, Amy is not good. No. And compulsion is always bad. Yes. What we... I'm glad that they have kind of sidestep with that with these vampires. Like, we don't get a lot of that in this story. Because, no. like, it is, yeah, there's no real justification for it. Um, and they try because, okay, so first, Willow says she doesn't want that woman. So Amy lets that woman go back to her date. Mm. and then, Or whatever, her friend. And then um, and then we make the um, the two guys into sort of homophobes. Yeah. Which, yes, it, those guys were being jerks. Yeah, they were jerks. Does that mean you put them in cages and make them dance? Like that's not cool. And were they? And that I couldn't tell by their expressions because maybe they weren't good actors. Maybe they weren't given direction. Like, mm-hmm. were they conscious of their bodies being com- made to do things that they didn't want to do? Yeah, because that's what it that's looks what it looks like. like. And that so that was like kind of fucked up. I think like if they wanted to like magically like make them stop bothering them, they could have mm-hmm. like made it so that their voices didn't work or something or like they're like when they're talking to them they can't hear them or something. Yeah. Or like make them like just I don't know. I mean, it would have been to cute go away. if they sta- snapped their fingers and the boys like bowed to them and said, "Have a good evening, ladies," and walked and away. walked away. Sure, because that's what I wish I had that power. Oh yes, of all pe- not just men, all humans. Yeah, that I could just snap my fingers and they would be like, "Lovely to see you," yeah. and just disappear. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so we have. I said Willow and Amy are so dorky at the Browns because the things they make happen, and then they—that's like, what it was. It was dorky, take, and they make like the boy band into a girl band, and then that, and then like the strawberry people, and like the, the things that they were choosing to change were fucking stupid. Were I was stupid. like, you guys are so like they're nerds. Yeah, and like I know. Okay, I was bullied. I was a nerd. I was a dork. Whatever. Even I would not have picked such fucking stupid shit to turn those people into. Well, and that's part of it, too, is like, and that's, I think that's part of the witch slash drug slash thing is like, there's like a weird, like, above it and like, narcissistic part. Because I think if I had magic, I just want to do stuff that was fun for me. Like, I would want to like, make myself 20 feet tall. I want to go fly. The effects when they switch the heights of those people. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what the fuck? Who, like, who okay. thought this looked good? They just, like, like they literally just, like, stuck that thing, like, free transform and, like, stretched. It was so. Um, but, yeah, they're just, like, standing above everybody. And then when she's, like, when Amy's, like, do you want to go somewhere cooler? I thought we were going to go to Rex's house. Yeah. But then. That didn't happen just at don't that point. No, it happened. They just were out all night. So did they have sex? I wonder if they did. I wonder if they did. Um, because what what are they doing? Why are you telling us, the viewer, that you're going to go do something bigger? And like, then, is it just other bars? Is that what we're supposed to believe? They that just they go just to go a go bigger bar than the bronzer? Isn't a bigger bar than the bronzer? Maybe they left the Dale? 
Maybe. I mean, we know they can, like, snap people places. It just felt like a weird, like, oh, we're going to find out more about this. And then we I just pictured them, like, um, like having a dance party in the cemetery and, like, reanimating all the skeletons and, like, dancing around. Oh, my God. I love it. And then p- go then, back to sleep. Oh, I was going to say, and then they make out. Oh, the with Amy the skeletons? or Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Oh, you know what? Maybe each one of them is doing the body of a skeleton, like their like their mo- movements or what they make the skeleton do. Oh, sure, sure, sure. And then so they're doing that, and then they this camera pans away from them and just shows the skeletons, and then the skeletons pull themselves into an embrace. Oh, that's cool. And that's the end. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that would've been neat. Didn't but, uh, happen. We we don't know. I mean, maybe that <laughs> happened. Who knows? I mean, I don't necessarily get the vibe that they are dating. I don't think so. But I think she's like a bad girl. All, but they stay out all night. Like you did something. Well, I think we're supposed to get the same vibe as like, remember when like Faith was like a bad girl and being a bad influence on Buffy? And remember how like that spawned a bunch of like slash fic of Buffy and Faith? Mm-hmm. I wonder if there's there's so much. There's I feel like there's so much slash fic from like these three episodes. Because mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm sure there's Amy Willow. Because like Amy's a bad girl. And Amy she's like showing. But it's also like there's certain parts where I'm like, how does Amy know? How does what was Amy doing in high school? Yeah. She was not that bad a girl in high school. No. I mean, apparently she was because she like knew about the drug den. Apparently. Because she has been out of circulation for two and a half years and she knows about the drug den. I'm surprised that drug den is still like around. You know, it's been yeah. two years. Well, when it started, Rec had a really smooth face. Oh, right. <gasps> so Rec is played by the guy that played the serial killer turned vampire in yes. the episode where Buffy got her powers taken yes. away. Um, so, and that actor's great. Yeah, he's he, great. He plays that slimy fucking dude so well. That dude is gross. Yep. It, ugh. It's totally gross. And you know what? A visual that will always stay with me because uh-huh. it is scary is when Willow is on the ceiling and she's seeing the um, green yeah. ground. And then she sees like flashes of a demon pulling a girl and mm-hmm. you just see her legs draped out, pulling her underneath a bush. Yeah. I remember th- that like really scaring me the first time I yeah, saw no, it. Yeah, no, it's creepy. I will say the like um the like mapping over drugs during this part when mm-hmm. they're in the den, when Rack is like sitting on the couch and Amy's spinning and it's like yeah. distorted and then it's like woo woo and it's like a drug yeah thing. It, it, to me, it was a little cheesy. I think it is cheesy and it also like changes what because from what we've seen before, the high that Willow gets from magic is her ability to control other things. Yeah. Whereas when we get into that drug den, the high that she's getting is in being controlled. Yeah. Which is just a totally different thing. Like. I'm not shocked that she likes it, but it's it feels like she used to, I don't know, smoke weed, and now she's doing heroin. So yeah. they're like completely different things. It's and jumping. It's, yeah, and it's not shocking that a person who likes this drug would like this other drug, but it doesn't feel like an a heightening of the thing that she was doing before. It feels like a totally different thing. Yeah. Because it's not her being imbued with so much power that she can do such bigger things. Mm-hmm. It's her linking her power with his and then being able to experience things yeah i don't know like i don't think i mind it because the show can be so i mean we had a loan shark last yeah. episode, so it doesn't feel out of world for the show it just is a huge jump yeah for willow that doesn't yeah it doesn't feel like it came from her. yeah no it doesn't and like that's totally like it kind of feels like because you're totally right like that 
at the beginning it was about because she didn't feel like she was in control. And when mm-hmm. we see her later break down and she says, like, who was I? I was just like yeah. a girl. And in this world where everything is very super, it yeah. can feel like you're drowning in normalness. And so for her to want to have a thing, I totally get that. And for her to always just be along for the ride in what Buffy's yeah. doing when she has a chance to control literally her surroundings and everything around her, can, yeah. that can be a very intoxicating thing. And then to have it jump to like, well, now she's like floating in the air, being like zapped by rack. Yeah. Which like, it felt like they wanted to make the jump to Crackden. Yeah. But like the metaphor didn't quite fit, but they were like, whatever, it's a drug thing. Yeah. There are different drugs, so there's different magic. Done. Yeah. But like it just didn't, it wasn't sati- It wasn't a satisfying metaphor for me. No. I mean, I like him and I like the idea of him like respecting her, um, her power and noticing it. Sure. And I li- and I do like the idea of her being so caught up in this thing that she uh, brings Dawn to the sketchy place. Like all of that yes. felt real. Yeah, the actual things that happened in that room didn't feel connected to the story. Like it just didn't seem to follow. It was just it was kind of embarrassing. Like the like the sequence where she's where Amy's spinning and it's like that music. It's like da 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 ba da ba 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 and like spinning and yeah. like they doing that exposure thing where it's like. You know, like, it's just, like, classic, like, this is a scene where someone's tripping on drugs type of thing that you see in movies and stuff. And it's, I don't know. This is, like, it's, like, the fucking Dumbo drinks alcohol for the first time scene. Well, that's what it was like when you had alcohol for the first time, right? Yeah. And floated around. It was tiny. Mm -hmm. and It was in bubbles and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's why. It gives you flashbacks. Yeah, I don't like it. Um, Okay, but the other big storyline that we haven't talked about too much in Smashed is that Spike comes to a realization. Mm-hmm. He can hit Buffy without hurting his head. Yeah. And so he sees it as like redemption, like that he's doing, or not redemption, but like, um, what is it where you confirm something? Affirmation mm-hmm. that like, oh, this is right. Like this is meant to be because there's something fucked up and wrong with her. Mm-hmm. And I'm fucked up and wrong. Yeah. And we're both alone and we're the only people. And that's something that they're yelling at each other when they're having their fight fuck, when he's like, you're a reject, you're alone, you came back wrong, something's wrong with you. And she's like, what about you? You're just like, because both of them are in between right now. Yeah. Because she is in the wrong place. And so is he. He's a vampire that is basically neutered and can't kill. Right. So he's and thrilled. He's great. He's happy. And then he starts hitting her. They start hitting each other. They're hitting each other all over the place. They hit each other into this abandoned building. Start smashing all the stuff around. Start breaking walls. Start breaking walls. And then she's like, you know what? I want to fuck right now. So she jumps on him. She kisses him, right? First. She, she kisses him. And then eventually she jumps on him. And then she jumps she on him. She takes off. She opens she, his we pants. We can hear him open his pants. We can hear, see her like flip her skirt thing up. And she kind of like mounts. Yeah, she mounts. Standing. And then she's like, all of that entry feels good. <laughs> it's like pretty it's graphic. This is. is like softcore porn. This is like, I cannot. The zip, the like, the zip. Because I feel like shows would imply such a thing. But this was like, this was, I know where his dick is in every yeah. second of this scene. Like we should have hit, heard his dick, his like hard pe- penis hit her leg. It should have been like. As soon as she unleashed that thing, it should have been like, like. <laughs> <laughs> it was like that. I was, it I was, was shocked. like that. You're not was, even wrong. I was like, I can't believe this is happening. I mean, I've seen the scene many times. So before. have I. <laughs> so like, have no. I. But this was the first time I was seeing it with 
a pen in my hand. No, and I was like, what the what? A zipper? You can hear his pants. You can hear her skirt. And then her, yeah. And then she's shocked that it's happening. She Well, she's like thrilled. She's like, oh my God. She's like, I can't believe I'm so bad. I'm so bad. Yeah. And then I think James Marshall does a great job of acting here where I felt my stomach's really loud. Okay. For a second, I thought Kelly was so overwhelmed with James Marsh's performance that she grabbed her stomach in pain. No, no, no. It was so loud. <laughs> I was hoping it wasn't being picked up. Um, he, that he in that moment is like, this is the happiest fucking moment yeah. of his life. Like he looks at her with so much love and adoration and like, wow, I can't believe that I'm like having sex with her. And she's just like, she's having a dirty, fuck. she's having a dirty fucking <laughs> in an abandoned house. Also. Okay. Um, I hope she went to an OBGYN after that because there is like dust, dust and everywhere. asbestos and like that is going in, like I can't. Everywhere. I mean, the house falls down around them. That's the other part we didn't talk about. Like they're, they're breaking the house. Breaking the house with their violent fucking. They wake up in the morning on the ground. Yeah. Underneath the house. And they were so consumed with their having sex. They did not realize they fell through the floor. <laughs> They broke through the floor, <laughs> fell into a basement. They're surrounded by like, also dangerous to do this with all the wood flying everywhere. Yeah. Like Spike, hello, he could die. He could. He doesn't. He doesn't. All of him is left. All, we see once all of it in his little panty. <laughs> <laughs> once they sleep together, we see he does not. He's he's lost all modesty. He loves. I didn't to think have he his, had any, but it's gone. It's gone. He loves to have his nudity out and about. Yeah, he's like, this is my body. He's like, look at my side butt. Look, <laughs> I got a side butt. I got you a side butt. It? I worked out a lot for this part. I think yeah. he did. Because he looks good. I mean, he does look good. Maybe but he wakes up like that, but he... No. Nobody does. He's cut. He, like, he's he like, worked out. He's like cut all... all. We see so much. Yeah, he's, been, he's been drinking all that muscle milk and like working out. Do you think even that? I feel like he's been like Creating? dehydrating himself. Oh. Because he's so thin He is wiry. He's, he's wiry. Like, there's no like... Not, I feel like it's all muscles and bones. Because he's not, yeah, you're totally right. He's not like beefy in the way that like no. Riley was. Right. He's like, he's like cut. He's cut. Yeah. So Good he's been, e- you know what he's been doing? He's been eating like, like poached chicken breasts and yes. like asparagus that's and it. water. Uh-huh. And that's it. And working out hard. Yeah. Like he does like an hour of cardio and then he lifts and then he does yep. like ab work. Yep. Every day. And he works that booty because that booty is out. Yeah, he's not afraid to show that booty. No, he shows his whole side. Whole side of his body. And I didn't, yeah, you do see his little nude panty. Yeah, you at do. At one point. <laughs> if, you, if you look closely. If you look really close, like if you like pause it and then like scrub, you can see it. Um, <laughs> um, also, when they wake up, there's so much daylight in that house. No, I'm like. I know I bring this up a lot, but. No, there's so much. It's because the lighting is, so he's standing in the shade at one point, right? Yes. But then also the lighting's different depending on the mm-hmm. angle because sometimes he looks golden. And I was like, wait, yeah. what? And then they pan back and he's like pale. Yeah. With white, white lips. White, white, white lips. But then <laughs> other so, angles, he's golden again. Yeah. I'm like, you are not allowed to, s- you should not be in the daylight, bro. No. You don't fall asleep in a broken house. So do you think he's just like feeling like sunburned from like feeling it through? Maybe. But you know he would like the burn. He would. I also like that he kind of is pretty convincing to Buffy to stay. Yeah. I'm like, oh, Buff. Yeah, she stays. She does. Because all he does is like stick his fingers up her hoo-ha and she's into it. <laughs> he does! We know that's what he's doing. She's wearing that skirt with the slit all the way up the side, so it's easy. Well, yeah, and she's not wearing her underwear. No, because he's got it. They got ripped. Mm-hmm. They're tiny little underwear. They're tiny. I liked her top. 
the lace thing. <laughs> that is cute. cute. Yeah. I liked the look with like the lace and the leather. I thought it was a cute look. Uh, apparently Spike did too. <laughs> what? There's no look he doesn't like. He likes her in every look. Mm-hmm. Okay. What else happens in Wrecked? Um, Spike for a second has a perm. Just a quick perm. Just a quick, <laughs> quick perm. And then they were like, we kind of brushed that back. <laughs> we also have, uh, if we're talking hair, we have Willow with the braids and crimps. Oh, yeah. A lot of looks. A lot of looks happening at the That's same Party time. Willow. Party Willow has, yeah. she's crimped hair. She has crimped hair. Um, Which for when she goes to the drug den. Yeah. And oh, so Buffy stays out all night with Spike. Willow stays out all night with Amy. Poor Tara sleeps on the couch all night. Because they're waiting for Willow to come back uh-huh. so that Tara can like check in with her. And Dawn can't, doesn't have to be alone. And that scene was really like when they're in the kitchen and Tara's like making a pancake yeah. for Dawn and both Willow and Buffy come in after spending the night yeah. out and um, she sees that Amy's there and she's mm-hmm. like, oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah. And then Amy doesn't keep her mouth shut and is yeah. like, oh, she's amazing. She did so much magic, blah, 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 blah. And Tara's like, I see. I'm out. Yeah. Leaves. Pancake burnt. Like, I thought you were just sleeping with this chick, but yeah. it turns out way worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pancake's burnt. Buffy's like sh- squirrely about where she's been. But they both, both Willow and Buffy feel kind of bad. They both they feel bad. abandoned Dawn. I think Buffy feels worse. Yeah. Um, And I think they're both lucky that they can like divert the attention onto the other because yeah. every time it's like the details is like, hey, where were you? And it's like, mm. oh, switched um, it. Yeah. The pancake's burning. Yeah, oh, the pancakes were burning. Ugh. Don't want the smoke detector to go off. So annoying. Ugh. Uh, uh, uh. Oh my god! I know I'm jumping around, but later when and here's the thing: just make Dawn a child. Yeah, but when she is making that peanut butter quesadilla, she's oh my god, excited about it, and she keeps eating tiny, tiny pieces. Yeah, you can tell it's so disgusting. And she's like, mm, okay, good. I'm gonna throw <laughs> the trash. Yeah, immediately. Remind me never to invent something. Also, I know this is a show, but that thing is probably so molten hot. Oh, you were just came off peanut butter on yeah. a thing. I'm surprised that peanut butter is not like splurting out and like <gasps> burning and it'll be the like shit oil. out. Oil, yeah, oil's hot, man. Yeah, don't do and it. And sugars, oh my god, careful. I mean, you could caramelize it, I guess. So that's like crunchy. I feel like there's a crunchy, crunchy. <laughs> I think there's a way to make something with tortillas, banana, like in a chopped way, and peanut I've butter done... that would be tasty. I think I you can. Think it, I don't think it's folding it over. Yeah. I think maybe maybe it's like a... Oh, it's like a tostada. Yeah. It's like open. Mm-hmm. That would be good. Um, I've done like tortillas with butter and sugar before. Oh, yeah. Yum. Yeah. Like, we, roll that shit up. Mm. One of my... Uh, uh, I used to go to like after school, whatever. Mm-hmm. One of the daycares that I went to would do... I don't remember if they didn't call them quesadillas because they weren't quesadillas, but that was like one of our things that we'd have would be like... I think they made them in the microwave, but it was like tor- cinnamon and sugar, folded over yes. tortilla, slice that shit up, feed it to children. Yeah. It's so good. So good. It's like uh, like the prototype of um, cinnamon sugar pita chips. Yes, exactly. So good. But like way cheaper and jankier. Yeah, so good. Mm. Um, Yum. Okay, so we didn't really talk about the divorced dad Tara dinner. Oh my God. <laughs> Tara had to tell Dad, <laughs> it's not you, yeah. your fault. And you know I love you and I'll always be here for you. And um, Those yeah. things are so weird. Like, because I have divorced parents. Mm-hmm. And those are the kinds of things, like, it would never have occurred to me that it was my fault that my parents broke up. Yeah. Like, it was clearly their, <laughs> their But you are also a person that is strong, and you pretty much 
are like, I don't usually think you, you, you usually think that you're right. So <laughs> I think it would take a lot. Like, it, like you would have I would had, have had to, to actually do something. Yeah, for it to be your fault. Because yeah. like ordinarily you're like, okay, not my problem. <laughs> it would be so funny if your dad was like, I just want you to know like that it's not you. And you'd be like, yeah, it's not my problem. Yeah, no, I know. It's a you thing. Yeah, no. You guys. Like, it, it affects me. <laughs> like, so sure, if we're saying who's affected, I am. If we're saying like who's going to have to deal with the repercussions of this choice for the rest of their life, that's me. I'm in that group. Oh, I already know. <laughs> But yeah, no, it's not not my fault. <laughs> like, wait, there's a question of whether or not you're going to keep yeah. loving me? Like, I thought that was I thought that was off the table. I thought we negotiated that many years yeah. ago. Oh my god! But no, it's totally that divorce dad yeah, conversation. It totally was. Um, and then Willow, Willow like, tries to go to. Oh, is this isn't this what you did with Tara? That was so. Like trying to like basically like being like oh I got to make sure I'm pulling my weight as a like the other witch mom yep and she does a horrible job hours in that drug den now we're in wrecked now right yes okay yeah when she okay first of all when she's like we're just gonna make a quick stop I was like no Willow hours and like and also and this was where I actually thought when when um I thought Michelle talked to her did a good job acting here when she was like. Do you know how long I've been waiting here? Like, the movie's over. We don't have time. Yeah. I just want to go home. And, like, and oh, and when she's like, why are you acting so weird? Like, that is yeah. totally, like, how a kid reacts to someone that's, like, under the influence and they don't really get yeah. the vibe. Like, they don't understand that vibe. Right. So that was, like, God, leaving her in that fucking drug den with yeah. the smelly guy next to her. With the smelly guy next to her with, like, nothing. Like, oh, I'll conjure you a magazine. A magazine? What? Yeah what and then she comes out and she could not make her she can't make herself care because she's she high. Does not care and she's like i thought we'd have fun don yeah like why are you being such a buzzkill i don't know because she's a kid yeah she's a kid and was promised like to go <laughs> yeah she thought she was having a nice night out yeah to go she could like be hanging out with movie. her shoplifting friends yeah with her clear backpack <laughs> <laughs> she could be shoplifting things into a clear backpack which takes skill yeah um yeah so uh, hey, guess what? That does not end well. No, it doesn't. Because so basically, through the th- shit that she's doing with Rack, she conjures this like gross little hairy golem yeah. who like comes after her. And I thought this was great too because I hate in movies where people like were drunk and then all of a sudden aren't when something yeah. happens. And here, Willow's like, okay, great. Like, let's get in the car and like starts driving them away. And she's magically driving them away. Yeah. To get to escape this demon. And she like halfway through is like, oh, this is fun. And like totally forgets yeah. that they're running away. And poor Dawn is like terrified. Of course she is. And they crash. Yep. And that scene was hard. Mm-hmm. So after, of course, Buffy saves the day. Yeah. She's punch, 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 kick, kick, kick. Gets mm-hmm. rid of that. Th- oh, no, it gets dissolved by Willow. Yeah. And then. Because Buffy's primary thing is gone. Yes. She doesn't really have a lot of time for Willow. Yeah. So Buffy goes and she's like, okay, I got it. Will or Buffy or Dawn has like blood on her face yeah, and like her, her arm, arm seems to be wrong. hurt. Yeah. So we got to take her to the hospital. And um, she's with, it's, oh yeah, right. It's her, Spike, and Dawn walking away. And when Willow just breaks down and is like, I messed up. Yeah. Like this is her rock bottom. Yeah. Well, and it's, and there's also this, like, because as much as Buffy wants to 
play, like her relationship with Spike is either just like their base desires or her putting up with him. Like he kind of gives her a nod and tells her to stay with to to deal with Willow. Mm-hmm. Like they have this like unspoken communication of she trusts him to take care of Don mm-hmm. and he understands that she needs to have this conversation with Willow. Like there's there is more to their relationship than just um convenience or like twisted desire or whatever. Yeah. I also think yeah, and that's and that's the thing too that like they keep trying to like name it as that, mm-hmm. which is not what it is. Cause like we know in those moments, they will have those quiet moments where it's like he understands what she needs right. and he'll just do it. And I think the thing that keeps mucking things up at this point is that she's cruel to him because she's done with her own thing and yeah. he is evil and doesn't have a soul. Yeah. So it's like that, like he still loves her very much. Absolutely. I don't question his love. Yeah. Um, but the thing that keeps getting in the way is that he's evil. Yeah. So it's interesting to see them navigate this. I don't, obviously they're not my OTP. Like I, I understand that like the best, like I, I get it. Bangel, I get it. Like I get why people. Are you saying that's your OTP on record right now? Are you saying? I'm not saying no. I'm not saying it's my OTP, but I'm saying like I appreciate the Spuffy relationship for what it is, barring one thing that happens. But I won't spoil. But it's like that. I I understand it and I appreciate it because they both are so flawed in this moment. Mm -hmm. They're just like seeking something. Yeah. Um. But I, you know, Angel. Barring the fact that they're star-crossed, is better for her. Yes. On record, I'll say that. My hands are up. Her hands are way up in the air. Colin, we did it. Oh, no. <laughs> Colin, like, pops out from the middle of the table, and he's like, we did it. <laughs> oh, sick, man. <laughs> you don't come around. Wait. When did... Colin. 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 Oh, hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm falling off of it. Yeah, a little. <laughs> um. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask you if you had anything to plug. Yeah, Kelly. Um, so I do this podcast called Hell Mouthy. <laughs> um, no, but I, these three episodes, we did them as a trio mm-hmm. because they are, they do all kind of fit together. There is, they do. There is, as Kelly said, Willow kind of hitting rock bottom or the consequences for Willow's magic are really hitting her. Um, this is how uh, Buffy and Spike go from uh, their first kiss to something a little bit deeper and more twisted Mm -hmm. um tara moves out i guess those are the big things yeah that hold these episodes together and i mean giles gone giles is gone he left on the plane oh that was so sad when it was like goodbye to you and it's him on the plane oh Oh, yeah okay the goodbye to you maybe it's just this show that i why it's like like so many scenes that are happening during it so it's like i feel like it's seven episodes um so yeah so we lost poor giles and we have at the end Willow resolving. Didn't she look so small wrapped up in that blanket? Yeah. And no makeup or no like makeup. Just, TV no makeup. Yeah, TV no makeup. So like hours of makeup. Oh my God. Cinema so secrets. Ups. Yeah. Uh, but no, she had like TV no makeup on and she was so, like she had bottom. And and it is hard that Buffy doesn't feel like she can talk to anyone. Yes. And as you said before, like she completely bears her soul and is like, I fucked up. Like this is like, yeah. I I really need to fix my life. And Buffy is feeling that way, but of course does what she always does and instead is like, well, I'll just, um, no contact, cold turkey, which is like, girl, what? Good luck. Good luck. Yeah. You can sit in there all you want, but guess what? You can leave that room and you probably will. And as he said, 
you've already invited her, invited him into your house. Yeah, so he's just like probably in the kitchen. <laughs> he's probably on the back step. Let's be honest. Yeah, he's smoking. He's smoking on the back step. There's a huge pile of cigarette butts. Oh my god, he's just waiting. Because she's coming. She's coming down. She is. Um, yeah. It's also it made me start thinking about. I guess there's no like literal rehab Mm-mm. for Willow to go to, which is kind of a bummer. I mean, maybe there could be. Yeah, like which rehab? I'm sure there is. Maybe somewhere. somewhere. Because if there exists magic crack dens, there probably <laughs> exists magic rehab. We just haven't seen we it haven't in seen this it. universe. And judging from how like inexperienced relatively our characters yeah. are in magic, they don't That's know true. about it. And they're really bad at the internet, so they don't they're not gonna find out. No, Willow's really good at the internet. They could ask Rack. <laughs> Excuse me, sir, do you have a recommendation for uh, rehab? <laughs> Um, overall though, this chunk of episodes I did I do enjoy usually. Yes. Like the these ones and once more with feeling, like mm-hmm. if you loop them together, these are like some of my favorite episodes of season six. Um we'll see how I feel about the rest of it. I think that before Once More with Feeling, things are really depressing. Super. Now we're kind of getting the reckoning for some of those depressing things. We'll see what happens next. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, I think we covered it. Yeah. So should we talk about what is coming up on the next docket? Yeah. Like what, what is ahead of us? Like, it's not just today. We have to look at tomorrow. Next week. Angel. Birthday and provider. Oh, I bet that'll be a fun episode. Yeah. We got uh, Jen Kleinrock and Fadal Saadi with us. That's awesome. We haven't had him for ages. I know. So we'll, the clash of the titans. <laughs> uh, and then we'll come back. To Hellmouthy with Gone and Double Meat Palace. Yeah. Woo woo. Um, thank you so much for listening, you guys. Um, you know what? If you want to help us out, if you like uh, what you hear, uh, a huge thing that helps us is if you um, leave a nice review on iTunes. That is like, that's the thing that helps us the most. Yeah. It's almost as good as getting us like a house to destroy. Yeah. Or and a vampire like, to fuck in it. Yeah. Or like a, a crack den yeah. of our very own. Uh, it, it That really does. That's the thing that helps the most. So um, if you want to help us, that's the best way to do it. If you want to follow us on Instagram and Twitter, you can follow us at Hellmouthy. You can follow me at Kelly Nuji. You can follow Ryan at Armogi. Thank you so much for tuning in, you guys. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.